Welcome to Sure and Steadfast, a podcast for women with practical and biblical encouragement for the everyday challenges we face as born-again believers. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I will be sharing my daily faith journey with you, the valleys, the victories, and everything in between. Welcome to Episode 3 of Sure and Steadfast. Today we will look a little bit into becoming holy and the promises that come along with that call. Do what makes you happy. You are worth it. It seems like this message is ingrained in every piece of advertising thrown at us, and I feel like in the last years it has also started to creep into the Christian world, especially among women. We are self-indulgent creatures, and that so often can lead to impurity in our spiritual life. So much of our life is spent doing, wanting, and becoming. I find those three categories can very quickly become focused on ourself. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. John seven eighteen. Unlike the ever-so-popular concept of doing whatever makes you happy, I want to challenge you to question that concept in relation to your spiritual life and do something a little different and not very popular. Instead of focusing and surrounding yourselves with objects, concepts, vision boards, and programs that focus on making you happy, I want to suggest that you start relaying this focus rather on doing what makes us holy. I don't believe there's anything wrong with finding things in life that contribute to your happiness. I'm merely suggesting that Instead of thinking so much about ourselves, let's focus on something that will grow us spiritually. Let's turn that focus into something that will grow us spiritually. Yes, I know that this is not easy, and I definitely do not count myself out of this challenge. I'm as guilty of this as the next person. Striving for holiness. Ridding ourselves from our own fleshly desires and aspirations letting go of the worldly picture of happiness and replacing it with the goal of perfecting holiness through Christ. Living a life of total devotion to God, living by God's standards and not the world's. Holiness is not only being separated from sin and worldliness, but also being set apart for God's purposes. I find this much easier to say than to do. It takes a lot of faith. Faith is not this ability to conjure up something that is unreal, but rather the capacity to see what is real but unseen. The gospel is simple and it tells us that we are completely broken and in our own selves there lies no good thing. Romans seven seventeen to 19 says, But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, Nothing good dwells, for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Father God sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to earth, and he was 100% God and he was also 100% man when he was here on earth. Jesus was hung on a cross, he died and he rose again, defeating death and making a bridge to the Father for those who believe, repent, and trust in Him. That is, in my opinion, 
the ultimate picture of humility. 2 Corinthians 7 1 tells us this Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, let's dissect that verse just a little bit. It says, Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. I have found that this needs to be a daily thing. I will readily admit that I may be a worst-case scenario, but I feel as though I battle my flesh constantly in one way or another. Not that I don't have peace in my life, because I definitely have peace in my life, but it is a conscious effort to fight against my fleshly desires. I have said it so often in my life, I thought that at this point in my walk with God, I would be this mighty oak, but more times than not, I feel like this tiny green sprout, and some days I feel like a tiny green sprout that someone has trampled over once or twice. I can set my heart to fully trust God for my day each morning, and sometimes I barely make it out the door to head to work before I find that my switch has flipped from relying on God to relying on my own ability, before I even realize it. It is only when I bring myself before God that I can claim victory over my flesh and walk in the light. And I find that admitting my inability to do this on my own is the key to living a victorious life. The Holy Spirit cannot work with me, myself, and I in the way. And without the strength of the Holy Spirit working within us, we will never come to a daily brokenness before the throne of God to admit our inadequacy. If we are focused only on our own pursuit of happiness, we will not be able to claim victory. The verse then goes on to say, perfecting holiness. This is something that will show itself in growth through sanctification. When we enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we begin this lifelong process of sanctification, being set apart for God, a process of being made more holy by conforming to the image of God's Son. This is a work of the grace of God, guiding us to maturity and practical growth in holiness. 2 Corinthians 9.8 tells us this, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work, and then act in faith that he will do it in and through us. We can trust God to supply power for every good work, and then when we see the work that he is doing in our lives, we can thank him for every spirit-supplied strain and success. When we declare the truth that he is sovereign, we can rest in the freedom that we need not muster our own strength to exercise holiness. The grace of God has appeared teaching us not just to renounce ungodliness, but also to live righteous and holy lives. While we are to strive for holiness here on earth, our holiness and sanctification will only be perfectly achieved and completed on the day of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6 So let us do more of what makes us holy 
by abiding in Christ and walking in the light. I can attest to the fact that this will bring about a joy that no 30-day challenge, diet, or vision board aspirations can ever give you. Die to yourself daily so that the Spirit can cleanse and perfect that which will one day be perfectly completed. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 reads, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. This verse was my least favorite for a very long time for the sole reason that it that it was a verse that commanded me to be something that came so very hard. How could I achieve holiness? The slightest interruption in my day could sometimes cause me to sink into a this is not fair or how dare you attitude, especially when I had already planned out my day according to how I wanted it to play out. Most days I felt like and feel like the holiness that I was exhorted to achieve was somewhere so far in the depths of the Milky Way, completely and utterly unattainable. God is holy and I felt anything but that. Sin is maddening, it is frustrating, it is destructive. And it can turn the best of days into an utter disaster. I hate sin. I can honestly say that I hate sin because it is the one thing that separates me from God. Yet, it can seem captivating, it is tempting, and sins of the heart, especially for me, are often so close at hand. When we try to fight sin, it will fight back, and it can leave you feeling defeated, and it leaves a guilt that weighs on a person very heavily, and it can feel impossible to put sin to death and to overcome it. It has taken me a long time in my spiritual life to realize and accept that God can make his people far holier than we could ever imagine to be. You see, we do not serve a God that looks at us and says, I bet she won't be able to do that. I don't think that she can handle this trial I'm placing her in, but I'm going to make her try anyways. No, we serve A God who is perfectly and relentlessly committed to our holiness. A God that does not allow us to go through something that we cannot handle. Does this mean that he will remove all difficulties from our lives? I think all of us can say, definitely not. But with a difficulty, we can always be rest assured that he will never leave us or forsake us if we continue in faith. To the born-again believer, God's commands are not just tasks on a to-do list or a vague standard to loosely abide by. God's commands are promises that we can achieve this through him, by his strength. We are given the commands, and with the commands, he allows us the means to fulfill and obey the command. Through him, we are given the desire of righteousness and the desire to kill sin. We incur guaranteed failure only if we try to do this ourselves. I have had to learn the lesson that in my own self there lies no good thing way too often. How quickly can we forget? God gives to us the Holy Spirit to make all of this possible. 
God exhorts us to action so that we can take hold of his promises and to see him prove that in all of this he is faithful and just. When in the pursuit of holiness through Christ, we also receive the gift of his fullness. So I want to encourage you and to tell you that you can be far holier than you ever thought possible. You can overcome sin. I cannot promise to you that your temptations or your trials will never raise their ugly heads again. But you can see great success against sin. You can, because where God gives a command, he also gives the means to obey that command and move forward victorious. Join me next time as we look at humility before the throne and dealing with hidden sins.